AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You all nerd. Here is chessboard. I was there in the stand at Hampton as usual. It's not acceptable what's been created over nothing. I understand that in the football world there are ups and downs, positives and negatives, but what my Harry receives has gone far beyond football. For me, <laughs> seeing him go through what he's going through is not okay. I would hate to have to see any other players or parents go through this in the future especially the young boys and girls breaking through the ranks today. Harry has a massive heart and a massive head. No, Harry has a massive heart and it's a good job he's mentally strong and can handle it as others may not be able to. I wish this sort of abuse on nobody. So just jolly well stop it. Welcome to Pint of Football, where unlike Harry Maguire, we haven't yet got our mums to jump to our defence. <laughs> Joining me today, fresh from his latest stone gold, it's Tom Meadowcroft. I'm sorry, Mrs. Maguire. <laughs> I don't know what's worse for him. Like, I don't know if he's said, Mum, can you say something to like try and like get the public on side? <laughs> I I think that would be worse than her just like get get like, you know, probably going on Twitter and seeing some of the things that have been said about him and just had one too many gins. And just like called the Associated Press saying, I've got a statement that'll make this all better. If your if your mum was to like kick down the front gates of the school and like shout at your bullies. I do feel really bad for Maguire. He's a broken man, but I I don't I cannot think of anything more embarrassing than this for anyone. He just needs to just go to the MLS or somewhere where he can just ride out the remains of his career. Still getting into the England squad per perplexingly, so why would he want to change anything? Yeah, I must admit, I didn't watch the England games, but I 
did switch on the Scotland game the other night, literally at the moment where he scored the own goal. His dedication and... <laughs> to his dedication to banter is um is commendable. <laughs> yeah. It's unparalleled. He will be discussed <laughs> years from now. Like slabhead <laughs> trending in the UK. Yeah. Oh yeah, that uh, was good. <laughs> I have I've I've been a long time defender of Gareth Southgate. I think people forget what it was like before him, but he does seem to have now lost his mind. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Thankfully, though, we're here to talk about something more interesting than England national football team. Yeah. We are back in the mix for some muchly anticipated, not done for a while. Glorious. I think I might make a jingle for that. Um, when was the last time we did this? Oh, Christ knows. I think it was Baxter, though. Hmm. Anyway, so I rolled as a bejesus, mm-hmm. uh, which is a country on the border between Eastern Europe and Asia. The You know the newspaper, The Economist? I'm sure you're a big reader of that, Daz. Oh, the, yeah. Um... Read, read it every day. Is it out every day? <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's fine. You can read it every day. <laughs> Um, they do something called the Democracy Index, where they like look at press freedom, human rights, blah blah blah, all that. Oh yeah, that's that's one that's one of that's one of my columns. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you were involved in that. A man who, by his own admission, shouldn't be allowed to vote because he doesn't understand anything in politics. <laughs> I loved it when you said that. It was great. I wish everyone had that like level of self awareness. Yeah, as I've said many times, it was when I heard the guy on the local news channel ask everyone if they could just leave Joris Bonson alone. <laughs> uh, I love Joris Bonson, guy. <laughs> I was like, how is this guy having a say on what we do? <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, so the Economist's Democracy Index classifies Azerbaijan as an authoritarian dictatorship, and it's been ruled by the Aliyev family since 1993. And for balance, Azerbaijan is glorious world leader in crude petroleum and onion exports, thanks to the benevolent leadership of Ilyam Aliyev, may his 70s porn star moustache endure a thousand sons. Ooh, strong look at that. Yeah, I, I do recommend looking him up. Uh, the the prime minister or president of um, Azerbaijan. He's 60, but he looks both younger and older in a weird way. <laughs> Much like every 80s footballer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Vince McMahon also somehow looks like he's on the verge of death and also like a 40-year-old from the 60s. So, like many of the sort of lesser nations, I don't know if that's a rude thing to say, but I've said it, Azerbaijan's national sport is not actually football, but freestyle wrestling. Uh, Perhaps that's reflected in their play, I wouldn't know. Um, It's also one of the traditional powerhouses of world chess, but I couldn't be bothered to read into that because it's chess. Chess and freestyle wrestling. That's basically when the kids got to school, if they were nerds or not. (laughs) You you are the the nerd. Here is chessboard. You're strong. (laughs) 
<laughs> Here is Leotard. Also, for some reason, uh, the women's volleyball league in Azerbaijan is one of the strongest in the world. I don't. I, I've done very little research into Azerbaijan as a place, so they may well have very nice beaches, but who knows? Sometimes I think, like, if you're a country with not a lot going for it, and an authoritarian government, um, they just decide that you're going to be really, really good at a sport and like force people to do it. I think as well, it's just thinking outside the box, isn't it? If your country's not known for anything, you may as well become the number one chess team in the world because then at least your country's known for something. Absolutely. If if everyone's trying to do football, there's going to be over 200 losers in that situation. Whereas if there's only a couple of guys focusing on, I don't know, wheelchair basketball, then you might have a chance. I watched the final of wheelchair rugby in the Paralympics. That's a Pretty, terrifying yeah. sport. Yeah, you, you do wonder if... Yeah, it, yeah, you do fear for these people's lives at times. You feel like they should fingers. be in cages, yeah, to protect them. <laughs> they fly all over the place. I've heard it referred to as murder ball. Yeah, definitely. Which I feel is I, I haven't seen it recently, but I have seen it in the past, and yeah, I thought exactly the same as you. I was like, I've never felt like there should be such a dangerous sport. You know, we we like ice hockey, and compared to that. <laughs> It was insane. Um, yeah, speaking of very specific sports that uh, strange nations excel at, uh, the national futsal team also won fourth place in the 2010 championships. So there's that. There's they've got that going for them. In terms of association football, which is you know what we're supposed to be talking about from time yeah. to time, they have never qualified for a World Cup or a European Championship. They were one of two of the 11 host nations that didn't qualify for Euro 2020, despite being hosts. Yeah. One of the games was in Baku, I believe. Oh, yeah. It was them and Romania didn't make the cut, which is unfortunate and also a little bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> Their only real accomplishments to date are gaining promotion from the Nations League D in 2019. And coming mm-hmm. third in something called the Economic Co- Cooperation Organization Cup in 1993. Christ. That but they sounds... did win the Eurovision Song Contest in 2011, so that's something. Oh, I didn't realize they'd won it. Yeah, I don't remember the song. Um, I don't remember any Eurovision songs the year after. No, you never do. I would, I, I, if I remember, I will Google what the winning song was, and if it's worthy, we'll use it as the outro. Oh, perfect. Strong possibility that it's garbage, but I don't think anyone's going to chase us for copyright on that. So I'm looking up the um, Economic Cooperation Organization Cup, just while we're here. Yeah. Uh, it was one. It's one of those that's only got seven teams in it, and it's just Pakistan, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Azerbaijan, <laughs> Turkey, and Iran. So it's just kind of that whole uh... the the Jans, the, the Stans, and the Rans. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, Turkey ruined it as well, so that ruins that. Oh uh, yeah. Look at I did some look did some looking at the national team to see if there's anyone I recognised. Again, mm-hmm. no. Um, 
none of the Azerbaijan's current international players play in the UK. They do have a player called Mihir Amreli who plays for Dynamo Zagreb. And I'd say that's about the most high-profile club they've got represented. Usually I like to find some funnily named clubs, but it's slim pickings with these lot because Azerbaijan isn't the kind of country that will just have a crack at English to add add a bit of (laughs) razzle-dazzle and just mangle it completely, which is always good for names. There are some good, distinctly Soviet nicknames. Uh, you got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say all these wrong. So apologies to the Azerbaijani people. Please don't nuke me. Um, Neftki. I can't even. Neftki PFK are nicknamed the Oil Workers. They are the second most successful team in the country. Wow. A very slick outfit, you might say. <laughs> that wasn't in the script. It just came to me. I like it. Kapaz um, FPK are nicknamed Undefeatable Armada, which is pretty good. And then finally, Gabala SC are nicknamed The Radars. So all, all that brings to mind a kind of uh, Cold War aesthetic. Yeah, it does seem a bit depressing. <laughs> but um, I think the most depressing and utilitarian nickname of them all is the national side's nickname is uh, Mili Commanda or the national team. The nickname is the national team. Their nickname, team. according to Wikipedia, is the national team. Gravity had a good run, but it's time to feel the weightlessness of the Brooks Glycerin 21. These running shoes feature nitrogen infused DNA loft V3 cushioning. Brooks has even magnified the plushness to elevate the softness to new levels. And if you want extra support, find these same features in the Brooks Glycerin GTS 21. Learn more and shop now at brooksrunning.com. That's brooksrunning.com. Introducing Batiste Sweat Activated and Touch Activated Dry Shampoo. With breakthrough technology that absorbs oil and releases bursts of fragrance whenever you sweat or touch your hair for up to 24 hours, it's the ultimate hair care for girls on the go. Try the newest dry shampoo that's activated by you. Batiste, the future of hair care is here. Buy Batiste dry shampoo online or in store at your nearest retailer. Beans from Jersey. I'm always having tins of Jersey beans. I've heard like Jersey cows. Jersey men. Jersey beans. <laughs> Jersey bean cocks. Come on the beans. I'm not dying to go to Azerbaijan right now. Uh low on the list. Didn't they host a one of the like Europa? league or champions league finals a few years they ago did. they're kind of like a poor man's guitar so they've got they're getting more and more influence in football because they're oil money that's probably why i'm back it was in uh the 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 european championship but um yeah getting on to the anecdotes and tidbits the uh, longer we do this series, the more I've become convinced that there's always someone from a Western country that has ended up playing everywhere if you look hard enough. Um, and Azerbaijan are no different. There's a fella yes. called Adam Coronado, who's an American utility player. 
who played for the Azerbaijani side Azal between 2015 and 2017. Coming from California, his reaction to the side's interest in signing him was apparently, oh, where's Azerbaijan? And uh, while you may reasonably wonder how Azal scouts would have gotten wind of a player from the West Coast of America, um, but Coronado had found himself playing in the German lower divisions after deciding not to go and play college soccer, which is the usual thing you do in the US if you want to become a pro. Um, yeah. And instead, handed over three hundred pounds as a twenty-one-year-old to enter a talent competition in Los Angeles, where um, he was offered the chance to go to Germany with a crew of eighteen other players and um, play local friendlies against non-league German teams, with the hope of being whisked up by a scouting Hans. Hmm. Which is one way of doing it. Yeah, I've never really heard of that sort of root into the game but then again I guess that's possibly why he ended up playing in Azerbaijan yeah <laughs> I mean like imagine like you where imagine if someone came to you you know based on where you're from and said right you're a decent you're a decent player you can either come and play in Hull's Academy or you can take mm-hmm. the mystery box and yeah. like, we'll, we'll ship you off to Poland, and you'll play with a bunch of strangers in ex- exhibition matches, and then see where you end up. I mean, that is exciting. I I read the I read an interview with this guy, um, and he he was basically like what we always say, like if you're a pro, you just use it to go to all corners of the globe. And he was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I just want to like do this while I'm young. He started a fashion line, a fashion label out there. And yeah, apparently they basic they get they pay for your room and board while you're a player in Azerbaijan, but they don't really pay you much. So he was just kind of like had enough for food, and that was it. And no one spoke English. <laughs> Couple of sad, depressing, lonely Friday beers, and yeah, that's about it. But um, uh... he didn't go. He didn't go straight to Azerbaijan. He signed for a club called Kickers Mden. So you know that's that's worked out for him. He's got a contract. The only problem yeah. was because of serious financial problems, Kickers Mden immediately got relegated to the fifth tier. Of, uh, of Germany. Of it's Germany, German. which is yeah. pretty low. Yeah. If people know about the German system. It's one of those pyramids that goes outwards forever, but there's not much depth. Like so yeah. our fifth tier is actually still pretty good. But um not so much Germany. So, not content with playing in the German fifth tier, he spent seasons in Montenegro and Bosnia Herzegovina, followed by a stint back in Germany. Then he was contacted by a mysterious Azerbaijani agent, and the rest is history. I mean, I guess they are out there, obviously, but how are these like Azerbaijani scouts knocking about? All how are they reaching like these teams and these players? I wonder. I reckon, like, you know, there's always, like, a sort of feeder system in football, isn't there? Like, mm. um, if you're if you're a cast-off in Germany, I guess they look at... That's, that's, that's one that Azerbaijan looks at. Yeah. If you're... If, I think if, you, if you're a cast-off in Japan, you can end up in, like, the stands as well. Um, mm. And, like, if you're a cast-off from an African nation, you could end up literally anywhere. Or Brazil. Yeah. 
But yeah, again, yeah. no matter where you look in any kind of top league, like anywhere, there's always a random Brazilian man. Yeah, it's because yeah, traditionally they've the 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 best country in the world for football. So everyone's like, well, may as well take a punt. I've done it on Football Manager. If you see a free agent who's from Brazil and you're playing in non-league of England, <laughs> you can't be much worse, can he? <laughs> and that because they will go by like one name, so you'll be looking through a list of like. Azerbaijani names, and then it'll be like, oh, here's Hector. Alan or a Fred, yeah. They're always worth a punt. <laughs> but um, perhaps unsurprisingly, Adan uh, was the first Mexican-American to play in Azerbaijan. And so impressed were Azal by this that they immediately filmed a mini-documentary about him as soon as he arrived at the club. Ooh, I don't know if he was... I don't know if he was warned about that. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if it's out there. I've tried looking for it. I can't find it to my great disappointment. Um, I did, however, find his LinkedIn page, which lists him as a YouTube advertising specialist. So a yeah. bit, bit, bit of a sad ending to, to that one. No longer in football. Oh. Pretending to have a job. Oh, that is sad. Is he still in Azerbaijan? I, I don't know. I didn't say. Um, so, for your benefit also, uh, the Jamaican international Kahim Paris is currently on loan at Sabda in the Azerbaijani Prem. Ah, oh, you nicked the one and only factoid I had about the <laughs> Azerbaijan team. <laughs> well done for ticking that one off. So, the, the sort of main thing I had, which is kind of feels less impressive now, but... Um, I mean, it may not be a surprise to our listeners who actually pay attention to the minutiae of stuff in football, but um, if you remember Atletico Madrid's barnstorming season where they secured the La Liga title for the first time in two decades, 2014, I think, mm. um, is also the season that they humiliated Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the Champions League semi-final. And they did all this wearing a shirt emblazoned with Azerbaijan, land of fire. Really? I don't so remember that. Azerbaijan as a state um, actually sponsored Atletico Madrid for two seasons. All Is this t- like how you get like the visit Qatar or yeah. visit Rwanda or whatever? Again, very much a poor man's uh, Qatar is Azerbaijan. Mm. But... Um, it's called the Land of Fire because there are several places in Azerbaijan where there's so much natural gas that it's just like pouring out of the rock and sand and catching on fire. So you've got all these like terrifying hell pits. Ooh. So that's nice. I, mean, um, I don't know if that's worth a visit when you can go to like Iceland and catch a volcano. Yeah. Such a thing. Or Hanley on a Friday night. <laughs> Watch, look at the cars on fire. But yeah. um, this this did obviously prove fairly controversial. Um, an Iranian paper actually took the trouble of editing it out, um, editing out of the pictures. Uh, I don't know what the specific beef between Iran and Azerbaijan is, but it's pretty safe to assume that two Middle Eastern countries will more likely than not hate each other. And yeah, um, but Ath- Atletico did, uh, in the face of criticism, vigorously stick by their decision um, with someone coming out and saying 
The link between Azerbaijan and Atletico Madrid is much more than a traditional commercial sponsorship associated with the shirt sponsorship because it has a tremendous value. <laughs> I'll just let that hang for a second. As the, as the tool to achieve important goals through actions of a different nature, sports, commercial, communication, marketing, and corporate social responsibility for the benefit of all parties. Too long didn't read. They gave us lots and lots of money. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame because Atletico Madrid, when I was a teenager... And I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, Tom, if how into your Spanish football you were back then. They were sponsored by a cinema firm. And basically every week they had a new sponsor, which would just be what film was out. Oh, and what? that was amazing. That's so you'd have awesome. like one week, they were just playing with like Spider-Man on the logo on the front. Or, and I thought that was amazing. There's some they, really good ones. They must be serious collector's items now. Oh, they would be, Christ. Especially because of the players they had back then. They had like a very young Fernando Torres. I think Aguero might have even been coming through at that time. Yeah. There's some I'm real looking good at, ones. I'm looking at Hellboy, Hitch. <laughs> this is tri- it. There's a triple X one. Yeah. How cool is that? Oh, the Spider-Man one's unreal. I'd love to own one of those. <laughs> it's one that just says Big Fish. <laughs> yeah they've really gone from being the height of shirt sponsorship to the bottom yeah that's really what this story has been about the highs and lows of Atletico Madrid yeah it should have been about Azerbaijan but there we are um, if, there's, if I find anything else amusing I will post it on our Twitter Nice. Which is at POF underscore reviews. Oh, well, sorry, hey. not Twitter, X. But much like the conference to National League switch, I will probably never get around to uh, changing the neurons that are telling me that. It's like how those of us who supported football before the um, EFL trophy was a joke still know mm-hmm. the classic tournament that was the LDV Vans tournament. Or the Johnson's paint trophy. Yeah, I could have even got on board with that, I think. That was sort of on the border. That might have just been around the time of introducing all the youth teams. But yeah, back when it was the LDV vans, it was proper. Uh, I just realised as well, before we finish, we need to draw a team on the random country generator. Do you want to do that? I'm going to do that. Right. Shout if we've had this one before. Honduras? We have, haven't we? No. That's nice. I'm quite glad about Honduras because I do have some pre-existing knowledge on that one. Oh, fantastic. One of, one of my favourite midfielders of Wigan's Premier League era was a certain Wilson Palacios. Look yeah. forward to that. That should be fun. Oh, well, thank you for that. Thank you for, again, what seems to always be a very generous selection for me. I know, right? <laughs> Um, have you got a dad joke to complete this momentous evening with? Uh, I can. Oh, I think I actually got a really good one the other day, didn't I? Yeah. You have one minute, six seconds. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're being oh, told just, to upgrade just, to pro. <laughs> it just said less than one minute. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, God. <laughs> Quick. Oh, okay. Hang on. Oh, 
I don't know if we've already had this, but sold it. I've just been sacked from my job as an accountant. Been there since 2001. What a waste of 18 years. <laughs> oh, we hadn't had that, but that is enjoyable. And we beat the time. Screw you, free Zoom. Haha, <laughs> Zoom. We're still on the call, recording. This is all going in the edit. Email us at partofootball2015 at gmail.com. We love you all. Follow Dirty under-16s. Under <laughs> we sponsor them. We're not paedophiles. Network.